0: Hey y'all, uh, what's up? <laughs> it's your girl, Marneen, and um, this is a sort of new thing that we're trying out, um, the Sunflower Girl Collective, and I are really happy about this. Um, we think podcasting is great, and the fact that I can do this on my phone is even better, um, because I have no Wi-Fi or a laptop right now, so we're just gonna... <coughs> why does my voice sound like that? We're just gonna go into this. Um, So yeah, this is sort of a hashtag saloon Sunday. Um, back in the 1920s, the Harlem Renaissance and everything, a lot of people would just have people over and they'd like, get lit basically and just share their poetry with each other because that was before they had like organized bars and like there was prohibition and everything so yeah there was like things like that happening from like the comfort of one's own bedroom and I'm in my bedroom right now so it makes perfect sense I think to do like a digital version of like that I don't know it's kind of like something I just wanted to like try um out so we'll see how that goes but this saloon Sunday is um dedicated to a lot of things right now currently in DC which is 30 20 minutes away from me where I live um where I've just like moved into my own new room and everything there's a white supremacist a white nationalist rally happening and they converged literally at like my metro like literally so everyone who's like visiting traveling in DC on vacation stay safe and like be aware that like there is actual, like, violence in our streets happening, like, literal racial injustice that, like, the time that we think is always, like, oh, that doesn't really happen here, but it's definitely happening now and here and, like, with people that you see every day on the street, like, it's kind of scary to think about, but nothing surprising, if that makes sense. So, yeah, this um, episode, episode one, um, and then we'll do an introductory episode, probably, after like later but I just needed to get this out because this is really like important to me so this episode is dedicated um to those resisting the Unite the Right rally in DC right now and yeah it's also dedicated to a lot of people and my home country Haiti um a lot of people don't know this but when I travel my phone dies a lot and so I bring a book with me and the last book I read was it's right next to me hold on the uses of Haiti by Paul Farmer and it just basically talks about how the United States and Haiti's relationship has never been good and how um Haiti has been exploited by not just um, America but by any basic European Euro-Asian centric country um throughout the past couple years of its existence but the rich history behind Haiti like you don't even know that it's the second free country in the world like after America the first free country was Haiti and it was the first free black republic and of course America hated that so yeah this is dedicated to Haiti um, the spirit that they had to resist I hope carries over into the hearts of the people resisting now and yeah I just want... (sighs) everyone to stay safe um I'm gonna get into three poems I think so yeah thank you for listening if you're listening um you definitely didn't have to listen if you didn't want to but I'm glad you clicked wherever you clicked to get here and um there will be more to come and I'm just really unsure how to intro poetry so I'll see you later My aunt's second wedding, an August festival for some, an all-day marathon for those who know her, a common cocktail for a Haitian wedding, and speaking of the motherland and thirst, my mother asked me to go get her a cola lakai. An old Haitian soda, going to the kitchen, it is empty, despite the aluminum mountain of peak leaves and plantain pie piled onto plates, a sea of rice and suspa on the back stove, pots of golden grill, but behind crates of cola like in the corner there lay a woman, barefoot and sobbing, with a slice of lime in her hand and a mix of broken English and broken spirit, she explains to whoever's on the phone that her uncle in Haiti just died. She was about to be deported in exactly 150 days because temporary protected status was set to expire there was nowhere else for her to go she'd be lost in a land that will never be home i think about how i've always wanted to name something like a daughter January. Think now about how this will be the cruelest winter. How Haitian bodies have never known ice like this. How the island hasn't prepared us for such a snowstorm. Something so violent and white that forecasts scream 32 degrees K. 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 And August could serve as a better name. Maybe as we are still frozen but in celebration. How 150 days can melt an island. Are we still waiting for this refugee sunshine? Or did someone leave the refrigerator open? Was it me and speaking of the motherland a refrigerator and patience and thirst my father he calls me from the distance asking what's taking so long to get my mother a drink and by the time I look up that woman is gone I grab my mother's kola lakai And try not to drop the glass bottle with shaking hands. She asks if I know what kola lakai even means. Explains that it translates to soda of the home. And takes a sip. The frost in my throat gives. They boiled a man alive on the island in sugar today. They did not need a reason. They will wake up again and do it tomorrow. Slave whisperer spat over Cane Field, one that spread for miles around like the slow drip of molasses. He said it in colonial French, but to repeat, this morning master cracked the whip of which belonged to a grown man and time stopped by to say, there were no more bones in seconds. Said the blood tasted so sweet it sapped like honey, sticky with the heat of an island beat. They still keep it in their tea, I bet. Somewhere where Napoleon has been. Bloodshed sweetened my streets. They boiled a man alive in sugar today, but there had been riot after riot on the tiny little island who bore more space for black bodies than they thought. Outnumbered, overpowering the white men easily, and when, meanwhile, a hush nation doubtful, That they can only stand in disbelief. The second oldest republic is a free black nation in America. Didn't that drive you crazy? The young black brother you never wanted. Is that why you found any way to get rid of them? Any potential threat just shy of deporting strollers and soldiers? Could you imagine sweetness heating over skin? Hardening like the blunt end of a club or whatever they have to arm themselves with now because revolution was coming. And revolution was in their blood which means they have only just now tasted it. This whole country is a song one can often forget. Two islands, one whole, attuned to a certain frequency, native only to the colonies of bees swarming underneath the window as she crouched to her knees. There were tanks up ahead. The pollen lay at the feet of the hive, hoping this will not be another bloodbath of honey, but the soldier racks open the door anyway. There is a branch of parsley in his hands, and he asks her to speak in Spanish for him, so she speaks, and there is a second, where she almost sees him considerate in his eyes. Where Haitian and Dominican start to mean very little at that moment, and they are faced with mortality, one human before another, but before soldier has the chance to surrender mercy, she meets grief. Swan song of a life remaining still at the other end of a bayonet within the drumming of the bees and speaking of bad memories. Our ancestors have yet to learn how to forget get rising from the bottom of the sea they still ask us hey my child do you still wear the parsley necklace or is it wrapped around brass knuckles spread beyond seas to encapsulate such a shithole of a country a country that knows a witch hunt when they see one this time caught in the teeth of men on tv Yeah, so that was three of the poems that I've um, performed before at Open Mics, and I really liked how they sounded, and um, this is just something small that I can contribute contribute, um, drawing off the faith of the Haitian people, um, their belief in revolution and radical change, and that just is something that I think we need more of, of a reminder of, and how much humans desire for freedom outweighs the desire for oppression so yeah things like that um I will keep you guys posted updated on everything sunflower girl that we're doing over here it's exciting and fun stuff um yeah we're expanding our team and everything like that and we're just trying to make this a collaborative space for All artists, not even just females, but prioritizing female, disabled, queer voices, um, because those are the spaces in publishing that never get prioritized because of who's in charge. But that clearly that there's a shift in that changing. Um, And I would love for those voices to be able to become more mainstream, more widespread. And there is a movement and a push for that happening. But. This is sort of to accelerate the process and to make sure that artists who continue to create in times of conflict um, can stay sane and stay among like-minded individuals who can support their dreams instead of being bombarded with all these images of negativity, like, counteracting the work they feel like they're doing in order to... um, keep on track, I guess, because I know how hard it is to let your art slip during a time of oppression, and, uh, yeah, that's the exact opposite of what should be happening. We should always be creating and documenting, um, what we're going through, so, yeah, sorry for the little ranch spiel thing, but, I'm really excited for everything that's going on, and I'm really excited for this to be, like, the first, kind of first, content-y episode. Um, There'll be, again, an introductory podcast episode with all of us really, really soon. So, yeah. See you guys later.